Hey everyone, I'm your host Sierra. And I'm Eric. Thanks for joining us for episode one of He Said, She Said. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about day-to-day life with your spouse, significant other, whoever, on how you are totally opposite of everything that they do. This episode, we're going to start with a very controversial topic, religion. I know some people find us to be deal breakers amongst relationships, but as husband and wife, we have our different views and different opinions, and we work perfectly well with each other. So he thinks. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) So uh, to start, we'll talk about our upbringing, kind of our backgrounds and everything. Myself, I was raised as Christian. Pretty much Catholic. You went to a Catholic church. Strict Catholic from what I hear from your mom. Oh, see, it's all the same thing to me. There are differences. I don't know them. So, yeah, you were raised Catholic, and you had to go a lot from what it sounds, right? During the week, you went to church on Sunday. You went to something on Wednesday. I mean, when so when we were younger, me and my brothers, um, at least me anyways, so... Yeah, we'd do church on Sunday, and then I went to this, like, class, I guess you could say, and it was so we can do our, what, First Communion? Yeah. Yeah, or what's after First Communion? See, I don't, I'm not Catholic. Confirmation, that's what it is. Okay. That was, so we had to go to this class so we could do our confirmation. Right, and your mom said she taught a class as well. She taught kids, so she was pretty involved, it sounds like. I don't know. Yeah, well, so but my mom and my mom's side was Pentecostal, uh, so that's pretty intense. But I wasn't raised Pentecostal. We were kind of just afraid to do what we wanted. I mean, we went to church with my grandma, and we would go, we were the Keister Christians, <laughs> so Christmas and Easter mostly. Um, but so we would go to the Pentecostal church for those. Uh, but once I got older... I started making my own choices, and I started going to non-denominational, which is a little bit more relaxed. You know, people bring their coffee and just talk, and it's more like a celebration on Sundays. It's it's pretty fun, honestly, I think. But, uh, so I wasn't forced, and I think that has a lot to do with how things turned out. Must be nice. I was more so kind of forced to go to church every Sunday with mom. Uh, Dad never really went to church, (laughs) so I was always jealous of that. So Uh, what was his reason? Why didn't he have to go? I don't know. He was doing yard work or something. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, And he was on a church softball team. Oh, so he wanted the perks (laughs) of being in church. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, okay. Um. But yeah, so it's like always being forced to go to church kind of made me dislike it a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I mean, now fast forward today, and I would almost say I'm atheist, but if you look up the definitions, I would probably go more agnostic because atheist is somebody who just doesn't believe in God. While agnostic is more so someone that doesn't believe it is possible to know for sure God exists. And I, you know, I like the science. I like to believe theory, um, vice, the Bible. So, and I feel like my upbringing kind of led me more towards that. I'm glad that you included that 
definition because when people ask me what uh, your views are, I'm like, honestly, I don't know. Uh, (laughs) I say he doesn't believe, but he doesn't not believe. I don't like the term atheist, uh, especially when I'm explaining you. That just seems harsh. But I mean, you, I don't know. I just... I mean, I get it. Um, You know, and after kind of going through the definitions myself and seeing atheist, agnostic, I didn't even know agnostic was a thing uh, until a couple months ago. Um, But I also wanted to touch on the fact that I said I believe in science and theories and this and that. That does not mean Scientology. (laughs) (laughs) If you look up what Scientology is, it uh, actually, the followers believe that a human is essentially an immortal spiritual being just taking residence in a human body. So that's kind of funny because the more spiritual digging that I do as an adult, so like I said, I'm non-denominational, um, but very into meditation and my crystals and my homeopathic remedies and the more theories that I read it is a little complicated to to know because some things actually do make sense like your soul could transfer to another soul when you die like do you just die or do you transfer into something else well I mean you believe in heaven and hell oh yeah yeah but does that mean that until the end of time, that's it says in the Bible, does that mean you immediately go to heaven or hell because it's not the end of time? Or is your soul going to jump from being to being? I mean, that's I like little like kids. It, I they... feel like it's open to interpretation. I mean, some people may view it as one way and others may view it as a different. Yeah, but that's like... When you look at kids and they remember the quote past lives and they seem like they're reincarnated, I just think that's a little too coincidental. So I don't know. The fingers crossed that doesn't happen with ours. <laughs> I, I hope not. The way that he looks at his ceiling and talks to imaginary things, it's questionable. Oh boy. Yeah. So, um, you know, speaking of children, uh, we can talk about how we plan on raising our son. Yep. Um, how we think we should bring up his religion or how he views it. Because <laughs> I feel like we both probably have a different opinion. We we do have a different, I wouldn't say like a huge difference. I think no matter what comes up with us in our relationship, we're pretty open to conversation and figuring it out and coming to meeting in the middle. Um, We don't want to make a huge decision on just one side. You know, I think this and you think that and one of us is going to be uncomfortable. I think we both kind of meet in the middle there. Um, Yeah, I mean, so how I think that we should bring him up is teach him there are many different religions Kind of explain each one to him, um, you know, obviously bring him to church with us for everybody. Yes, I do attend church <laughs> with my wife. Yes, um, he sits there patiently with me. Yeah, I mean, it's not my favorite thing and I don't always uh, agree with what the pastor's saying. Um, but, you know, that doesn't mean I'm I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to support my wife and what she does enjoy, um, you know. 
being a supportive husband, I think that's something that really helps us work this out, uh, the different religion views. Oh, yeah. That was super nice when we first got together um, because I figured out early on that he wasn't a, quote, Christian, (laughs) um, but at least he would come and sit with me and he would look like he was paying attention. So that was nice. Like (laughs) you wouldn't just sit on your phone or something or. I mean, I'm going to pay attention because, uh, you know, some of the stuff the pastor says (laughs) might be pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, You know, being a a non-denominational church, uh, the pastor kind of veers off and brings it uh, like real life day to day. Yeah. And see, I wonder if you were raised like that, like if you would have had a, a better experience. That's a very good possibility. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I think we should bring Alaric to that church with us. Let him see for himself. Obviously, when he gets older, we have a tiny son right now. Yeah. Um, Under one. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, also tell him, hey, there's Christianity, there's Judaism, there's Buddhism, Hinduism, uh, there's a lot of different religions, and he can choose for himself Mm -hmm. what he wants to do or not do at all. Yep. And as of right now, he's super into aliens, so (laughs) I'm wondering if he's going to pick something like that. He's going to start his own. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But so, uh, going back to the non-denominational, so we both have full sleeves, Eric and I. Uh, And growing up, going to the Pentecostal church with my grandma, you were, as a woman or girl, you were not supposed to cut your hair. You were not supposed to wear makeup, paint your nails, anything like that. Like even tinted chapstick, you weren't supposed to wear. Uh, Any, you were not supposed to have your ears pierced. Nothing like that. And your skirt had to go below your knees. You had to make sure that nothing was showing from your shirt. Uh, So growing up like that is hard for people. And I mean, like I said, I didn't necessarily grow up like that. I always cut my hair as a kid. I tried to pierce my ears. It never worked out. Um, Did you go to that church with your mom? Not with my mom. My mom didn't come. Um, it was just my grandma. I I really just went because grandma wanted me mm-hmm. to and she used to give me gum or those little uh hard candies. <laughs> so she would it was fun and I liked going. My grandma had a really pretty singing voice, so I really liked to hear her sing and it was just fun and people were always really nice. Um and it was fun. We did like little Easter eggs hunts mm-hmm. and we would you know. So when did your mom stop going to church? Um, she, I think she was 18. She was out of high school. Like she had to make her own decision. But so my mom had four siblings. There was five of them. And out of the five of them, only one of them stayed Pentecostal. My oldest aunt, Frankie. Um, And then my mom's brother, I don't think he's necessarily stayed Pentecostal. He kind of went back and forth, I think. And then my other uncle, he's more like on the side of you. (laughs) Like, 
you guys get, would get along well if if the religion topic ever came up. Yeah. Uh, is that your uncle in construction? Or is yeah. That, okay. Yeah. yeah. And he's uh, <laughs> super into all of the conspiracy theories that I'm also into. That's a conversation for another time. <laughs> another podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I... I think if you were going to a non-denominational where it's like everyone is accepted, everyone's loved, no matter what, then I think it would have a better picture. And I think that's going to be important for a lot to see, especially when it's more laid back and we're not going to force it. Um, if he wants. So as of right now, too, it's kind of hard for us to go to church. <laughs> Because um, Eric's traveling. Yeah, a little work. background. I, yeah. I travel on Sundays and uh, fly out to the job site, and I come back on Thursday nights or Friday mornings. Yeah, so he doesn't want to spend his morning at church, which is understandable. Uh, so as of right now, we are not going, but I listen to my podcast, my church podcast on Mondays. Um. I mean, eventually when our son gets a little older, we might go and make it a priority just so that he gets around kids and yeah, yeah. other people, which he'll be perfectly fine. He loves all people. <laughs> so real quick, I just want to talk about Pentecostal because thinking about it, hearing it, it can, it can almost sound scary. You know, Pentecostal, Pentagram. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little scary. Uh Especially the stories that I heard about, like, Southern Pentecostal. So the the stories I heard about Southern Pentecostal was people getting up, walking across the pews with their eyes shut, praying. Saying Holding that. the snakes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's... uh. What did they call that? Like a revival or it was, yeah, it it would get intense, like a wilderness revival, I think is what it was called. Um, But yeah, they would claim that, you know, praying and speaking in tongues uh, (laughs) that the Holy Spirit was speaking through them and protecting them from falling from the rafters or getting bit by the snake. And, and, And I went to... A revival with my grandma at church. How old were you? Young, like under 15. Okay. Um, I mean, they had them periodically like spring, summer, fall, and they would call them like spring revival, summer revival. Like, And let's just clarify here. This isn't a, a southern. This is a... Midwest. Yeah. Yeah. And it was inside the church. It wasn't outside in the wilderness. But um, so, yeah, no snakes or walking on rafters, but people would start jumping up and down in their seat where they should have, you know. So you had a football game, cheering. Pretty much. (laughs) So, but then, like, people would start jumping around and, like, running up and down the aisles, and then they were talking in tongues. And (laughs) I remember, I'm like, but how do we know that they're not just... Was it partial tongue? (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter. Um, But I was just like, how do we know that they're not just... BSing right now because I, I remember this clear as day. So, this person that was around my age, they hadn't quote had the Holy Spirit in them yet. Kinda so, weird, yeah, is but they mean- were baptized. I don't know, I don't know the whole thing, but so they were standing in a circle around them, like the elders of the church, and <laughs> it just gets weirder and weirder. And uh, 
So the person had their arms up, and then all of a sudden they started talking in tongues. And I remember one of the older elders was like pointing, like, she's got it. <laughs> and I was like, but how do we know? Like, she could just be like making it up. Like, my parents are pressuring me. I have to pretend that I have the Holy Spirit. It sounds like and uh, something I could have gone through. Yeah. I was and you just. Pentecostal. Exactly. And they just like talk. I mean, Anyone can correct me if I'm wrong or comment how this really works, but to me, it just sounded like gibberish, and I mean, you're not making any sense. I don't know if it's like an actual language, though, like you're supposed to know what they're saying, but I never did, and to me, the people that I heard talk in tongues, they were all different. Like, none of it made sense. So, yeah, uh, but it was definitely scary. It's almost like a possession. It kind of looks like calmer, happier possession, but it was freaky. It sounds just... like it could be up your alley. Possession, exorcism. Uh... I like horror movies. I don't want to witness it. <laughs> Fair enough. I wouldn't want to either. Yeah. And that's not something we want to bring our kid to. But no, no. All power to anyone who is Pentecostal. It's, you know, it's a beautiful thing if that's what you want and that's what makes you happy. I'm telling you, though, they were so happy, everyone that I saw at my grandma's church. And when my grandma passed, the entire church came. And they were just the kindest people. That's so. good. Yeah, big hearts, super kind, would literally do anything for you. They can do some wicked hairstyles, <laughs> let me tell you. They, I wish I could do hair like they do. But... I mean, if you don't cut your hair ever, <laughs> yeah. you got to do something with it. Yep, and I mean, you have all that time because you're not putting on makeup, so you just <laughs> do your hair. But uh, yeah, the kindest people. But That's good. That's little, really good. A little far-fetched for me. Yeah. And you too, I'm sure. I mean, I've never <laughs> witnessed it, never experienced, and do not plan on it. So, yeah. like I said, I, you know, I'm going to stick with my agnostic views. Um, I've got friends who've said they've got crazy experiences where they've seen God before. Um, you know, they've been in super bad accidents where they were said, hey, you're never going to walk again. And a couple months later, you know, they make a full recovery. And he said he had, you know, this experience and saw God and this and that. And that that's great. I'm not going to say that's BS. You know, he's not real. This isn't real. It just hasn't happened to you yet. Yeah. And, you know, maybe I will have a life changing moment and something will happen where, yeah. you know, I have an experience and it could completely change my religious views. Yeah. Um, and I think that goes back to touching on. The whole agnostic theory where somebody just can't believe that God exists because there's not really any proof. So I know there's the Bible and it goes back to this and that. But Well, and then that's something that I always kind of wondered uh, because on a normal day when things are pretty stressful for me or I'm worried about something, it's like not even a second thought for me to just think a quick prayer or say every night even you know just a quick prayer and go from there but like not to get too deep and personal but one of the things that I remember asking you too uh 
he was actually traveling for work <laughs> when our son was being born. Oh, geez. Yep. Uh, and he was, they said he was 35 weeks, but looking back, we're pretty sure he was 34 weeks. Um. So anyways, uh, yeah, Eric had to drive from Florida to Texas. Yeah, I mean, do you want to just go ahead and give the whole backstory here? Yeah, I mean, not a whole, but... uh. I Eric, was working in Florida at yeah, the time. Eric was working in Florida. And we were supposed to have a planned yes. C-section, this and that. Yep. That didn't happen. Nope. So. And I I <laughs> went into preterm labor at 30 weeks. So we kind of knew it was a possibility, but we got that under control. And then five weeks later, I called him and I said, hey, I think you might want to start making your way to Texas. Hold on, hold on. She said, hey, I think you should call out of work today. Not, hey, you should start coming to Texas. Same thing. (laughs) So I went, I drove myself. Yeah, Actually. so she doesn't doesn't call my parents or anything <laughs> like that. She just, you know, 12 a.m., decides to drive herself to the hospital. Sure did. And, uh, you know, let me know she was going. <laughs> it's the Midwest to me. We don't want to inconvenience <laughs> anybody. <laughs> but uh, she gets there, and she's there for, I don't know, three, four hours. Four hours yep. And uh, the doctors were about to release her. Things went south. and Emergency C-section. Yeah. So, so it was pretty bad. Uh, I'm not going to get into the deep details, but uh, I texted him this really long text about, you know, if I don't make it and all that. Uh, luckily, my mother-in-law was there. <laughs> thank God. Um, I'm very happy that somebody was there for my yes. wife because I felt terrible that I couldn't be there. Oh. I know you tried, and it wasn't, you would have been there, but uh, yeah, there was a lot going on, and uh, I went in for the C-section, and then our son was born, um, he cried for a minute, stopped crying, and that was the scariest moment I think I've had ever uh in my life um and they whisked him away to the NICU and he stayed in the NICU for two weeks but that was something that I asked Eric I said what did you do on your 14 hour drive like (laughs) you just drove and he's like yeah I was like but see to me like I just can't wrap my head around that like how do you not I would just be constant in constant prayer the entire drive and just even begging honestly like begging God to do whatever he could and that's just not some people's reality and for me that's really hard to like understand (laughs) and then even in the NICU like every single day every single night every single moment that I had a, a different thought other than watch the monitors and processing what the doctors were saying i was just praying and begging in yeah. my head and again that goes back to um you know everybody's different where that's something that truly comforts you you truly believe in and you truly believe that he may answer your prayers and he did yes yep our son is a healthy almost <laughs> nine month old uh, whopping 25 pounds. Yeah, so you'd, you'd never good. believe he was a premium. <laughs> yeah. But going back to the fact that, you know, uh, the prayers that my wife said, um, her talking to God, um, you know, me, 
I'm all about the science and I'm like, the doctors will handle it, right? Medicine doctors, they know what they're doing. So whereas she has her faith in God, I have my faith in the doctors and modern medicine. Um, Which is another topic for (laughs) another day. (laughs) Yes, it is. But so, I mean, that drive, no, uh, you know, that didn't cross my mind at all. Um, I just wanted updates on how things were going, and I kept myself occupied with a lot of music and calls to friends and family uh, saying Little Man had arrived. Yeah, Yeah. it was a good day. It was, it was. It was an even better day when we got to bring him home from the NICU. (laughs) Yep, short two weeks later. Yeah, it was a long two weeks, but once we got out, it was... (laughs) Wow, that was fast. Yeah. But so just talking on this, what are some other uh, you know, experiences where you've prayed hard or prayed a lot for something? There's been a lot of different things, different incidences that I've prayed really hard about. Uh last well, almost two years ago. It was twenty twenty, right? So we got married in twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. Um my dad was diagnosed with cancer uh it was crazy because eric had just proposed and (laughs) i was like i am the happiest i've ever been i'm never gonna be upset nothing's ever gonna get to me ever again like i was so happy and then two days later i think My parents called and told me that my dad uh, potentially had cancer. They had to run a few more tests, but then it ended up coming back that he did. Uh, So that was a constant prayer. Every moment that I thought about it, every night, every morning, any chance anyone said well what can i pray about for you yeah and that's really nice about that community too right you've got other people who want to help want to pray for you yeah um so you know like i said that's another situation where i'm gonna say hey medicine doctors they're gonna take care of it they know what they're doing but you praying friends family others praying for you with you that's good Yep. And, you know, I mean, my dad's healthy in, now. Yep. In remission, doing really well. So, I mean, it was a it was a rough ride. It got really low and really scary there for a little bit. But he is one of the strongest people that I know. So, of course, he pulled through. Uh, so good there. Yeah. But uh, kind of going back to the the whole reason for this podcast is you know how we work through our differences as a couple um you know i respect his decision and not believing she she doesn't force anything on me you know i'm very thankful of that because there are do you thank god (laughs) i said do you thank god i did not say that (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah it's like you know some people are like hey no you need to believe this it's this you know, it's my you way or the highway. Convert. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that's just not realistic. Yep. Uh, you've got to make sure that you give people their space. Uh, you've got to make sure boundaries are set. Yep. And I think the most important thing is you've got to be supportive of each other. Yep. Um, you know, I support my wife and her decisions, her beliefs. I never down her in any way. Um, he lets me listen to Christian music in the car. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, for a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Until you start driving and then you change it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, um, so being supportive of one another, um, helping out, uh, you know, going to church. Um, yeah. I Not don't... making me feel stupid. Or... Oh, yeah. N- you know. Yeah. Same thing with you. Yeah, that's uh, really key. Don't don't make your partner, your spouse, you know, whoever it is, never down them in any mm-hmm. way. Never make them feel stupid, because uh, that's it's never gonna work. No, that'll that'll be over real quick. Yep. But yeah, so we've uh, with the respect that we have and just the love that we have for each other, I I think we without outwardly saying. We know that we're going to overcome whatever comes our way. So same with raising our son. Um, You know, we'll take it day by day. We'll talk about it and we'll figure it out. But I... I think we do a pretty good job of balancing with each other. Uh, We kind of (laughs) joke. Oh, yeah. Joke each other. Um, But, yeah. Yeah. if you all stick around for future episodes, uh, I'm sure our son's going to come up in a lot of them. He's probably going to be a main talking yep. point uh, and really just about like how we plan on raising him. Yep. Because yep. we, we have a lot of different views. <laughs> uh, we look forward to talking about them with everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, make sure you go follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, uh, ACS Entertainment. And if you have any suggestions of what uh, you want to talk about, because we are literally polar opposites, so <laughs> whatever topic you want to talk about, I'm sure we have a different opinion on it. Uh, we'll be making some posts. Uh, feel free to comment. Uh, let us know about future topics that we can talk about. Uh, you know, As much interaction as we can get with our followers, that'll be awesome. Yep. And we... We both have full-time jobs right now, and we're <laughs> raising a son, so uh, this is this is like a hobby for us, but we definitely want to make it good, and we want to have a pretty good following and really interact with our followers, so we are really looking forward to suggestions, suggestion topics, anything that you guys want to talk about. Just be kind and shoot us a message. Yep. So we can't wait for you to join us next week on He Said, She Said.